This is the pastor and the guy next door, podcast number 61. Good evening. I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel. On the other hand, some fellow is my next door neighbor, Bill Wool. Join us as we sit around Bill's campfire. This week, we were a tad politically incorrect. Live. Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Pastor. I see you've done a good job on the fire. I always do a good job on the fire. Well, I know, but this is this is you know our second session for the evening, and sometimes the fire is burned down a bit. But you dug deep in the pile and pulled out some some good dry wood there. Well, I think we're probably getting down to the end of the pile, the, the first level. The first pile. Yes, yes. And then there's another face. Then there's the second end. pile, and then you still have another the the half. Thing cord or whatever it was that you bought at the charity whatever from the uh the kiwanis yes yes oh yeah, yeah. I, did we ever talk about me being on the kiwanis i i think we did we did several times but if you want to talk about it oh, again no 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 i'm just thinking you know that's that's most unlike us to backtrack and revisit a, a subject well you know the thing about the kiwanis <laughs> I, you know it was it's such a great fundraiser for the kiwanis because in a small community the Kiwanis do so much scholarships, playground equipment, you know, and other little projects. Community services will come to the Kiwanis can if and get donations um, for things that they activities they want to do or projects they want to build. And the Kiwanis they they give them money for that. And it all stems from donations to the Kiwanis so they can auction it on the radio. Yes. And bring money in for the community. So it's actually the community helping the community. And that's where the, the other wood pile comes from. And it's $20. Normally a face cord of wood's going to cost you 80, 90, 100 bucks. Even more than that if you're in the Milwaukee area or Madison oh, area. Oh, I believe it. The only thing I have to do is have you come over and put it in a wheelbarrow and bring it back here. <laughs> <laughs> like I did this last bunch from the, the tree that we had cut down. We'll take turns. Okay. We have a podcast while we're doing it. We could. That wouldn't work. I, I, I don't know how much people would want to listen to us huffing and puffing. And mowing and growing. <laughs> Blowing it down? Yeah, I don't think that'd be a good idea either. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. the things that the, that organization does. And this year, those poor Kiwanis, they didn't have the concession stand. Oh, at yes. 
Governor Dodge State Park where they sell sweatshirts and t-shirts that I used to print for them. So it would even help me out. So of course I donated to the Kiwanis because they helped my business and then I would donate to their auction. You know, that's how the economy of a small community works and people don't get that. They're on their computer, they're or, or, or ordering from Amazon. Oh, right. I could get it for a dollar cheaper and free freight. Well, why don't you just get in your car and go downtown and see what these people in the community are doing. We coach their kids in basketball. Yes. We, we support their basketball team after their kids are there. You know, we, we pay for the programs. Uh, we pay for scholarships. You know, some people, they just don't get it. But anyway, there's my rant for the night. Well, indeed. No, you're, and you're right. Um, it's wonderful when, when communities help themselves. Um, but the community has to also help itself. They have to realize it. Yes. And many people do, but a lot of people don't. So it's like this week, uh, Cobblestone's reopened. Oh, we're going to have to get down there and... and uh, so I... Uh, podcast. Yes. I was in twice, because it opened on Wednesday, uh, so I was in on Thursday, and then I actually was down there, I needed to meet with a member of the congregation, and uh, was going to meet with them Saturday at Cobblestones, but that, they had something come up, so I, I met with them uh, this morning before church, and uh, it's... A little slow right now because they are low on stuff. In fact, they've got one young lady. Uh, I don't remember her name. I do apologize. But uh, the the young blonde girl. Uh, and so she was trying to do everything. So it was, it was. I mean, she was doing the best she could. Bless her. Uh, and she kept a smile on her face the entire time that she was running around like a crazy thing. Uh, but she got everybody served and, and, and took care of everyone, and, and everyone was patient. Um, but I'm I'm glad they're opening, uh, or they have reopened. Um, the folks at the cook's room, they're wonderful. They're oh, every time I go there, they're so nice and so friendly. But I guess I just kind of settled on cobblestones as the one that I go to. Well, you know, we used to go to the cook's room quite often because it was right across the street. And then yeah, that makes sense. We. Go to a quick trip. Lisa and I sat down today, and we're thinking, how many times were we to at the at quick trip when we had the the business? You and I total because you would go down and eat at a different time than I would because I would be doing something when you were hungry or vice versa. You'd get a coffee, I'd get a coffee. And we probably thought it was seven or eight times a day that we were down there. My wife thinks I go there a lot. Well, you know, you, you go down there and you get something for breakfast. Then you get a coffee. And then you get your afternoon coffee. Then you get to fall asleep <laughs> like in the middle of the afternoon. You can't take a nap. I take a nap on the hammock now and I don't go down to quit you for a coffee. Um, but then you stop there after work. You get, oh, we need this for dinner. You stop, you get the one or two things you need. Oh, yes. And off you go. And, their prices on onions and bananas and potatoes 
cannot be beat by any grocery store. Oh, their prices are, for and those the things are very are, good. They're not quite your English potatoes, but they're getting there. They're the big suckers. And I, and I like their milk. The milk is good quality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. So we get to know these people and friends. Yes. Very yeah, I, I, I know them pretty well because when I was driving into Madison, boy, I would be in there. Uh, I had to be in there at least every other day. And in the winter, I hated leaving town with only half a tank of gas. So I would be in there every morning during the winter. And you know, with you driving to and from the east side, you never know when you're going to get caught in a traffic jam on the Beltline. And you don't want that, to be there that is with true. less than a quarter tank of gas. Right. So I, in the winter, I would always, um, you know, I would always leave town with a full tank of gas, because, you know, in the the summer, eh, it's not so bad. But uh, the winter, I didn't. I never wanted to be stranded. Or when you're gonna be duck somewhere, you spin off the road into a snowdrift, and the only thing keeping you from freezing to death is, is running your vehicle, and you don't want to run out of gas at that point either. Yeah. So, seems strange to be talking about freezing to death when we're, I'm sat here in a t-shirt, but, uh... And we have a nice blaze in front of us. We, we do. We do. Yeah, so I, I got to know, so, and still on first name terms with a lot of the... <laughs> The stuff oh, there. the people at Quick Trip? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I stopped in there today for a bag. Hey, Bill, how you doing? And we have masks on, but they yep. know. Oh, yes. I wear my Loris College cap that I wear all the time. I had that on. Oh, yeah, it's Bill. How you doing? And then, I, you know, I'm, I still have not gotten it into my head, the mask mandate. I get out of our escape. I go in. <laughs> I saw a lady with a mask on coming out. And I looked at her and I said, ah. I got my mask, so I had to go back to the vehicle, which was like 10 steps, if that, five steps maybe. But it was just the frustration of, of habit. Yes. And you know, they say, this is the new normal. And I got into a conversation at the Piggly Wiggly, waiting in line, which we were probably four and a half feet from each other. That is <laughs> so I hope the Oh, you virus rebel. Did, you I rebel. I hope that virus didn't oh. jump that 18 inches. Oh. Tape this out and got me. It's okay. It, just just claim that you were rioting. I mean, sorry, protesting, and it'll be fine. Pastor. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, but sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I have to tell you. Yeah, okay. really. Or Captain telling Phil. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're funny. They're a great couple. They're I funny. have to go and print tomorrow. Okay. So that'll be fun. We'll get caught up on Edwind and. Uh, the other things and Edwin will be for another discussion day anyway my grandson Edwin um, got into a discussion about the new normal and I looked at her and I said so, you know, normal came up that word should be stricken from the dictionary for anyone that has owned their own business and she said yes my husband and I are dairy farmers take that word and throw it out of the dictionary. Take the page and rip it out. Because you never have a normal day. Oh. You never have a normal conversation. No. Nothing is ever normal when you own a business. Even people that don't own a business, they get angry when things are not normal. 
Whatever happened to critical thinking? Uh, it died a long time ago. You go out the window about 120 miles an hour? Yeah, it was defenestrated. Yeah, probably. Going down the highway, 120 miles an hour in a Bonneville convertible. Do you know what that is? <laughs> well, I know what a convertible is, but yeah, and I've heard of Bonneville. Bonneville is a big steel car that sucked up a lot of gas. That, that's another thing we can talk about, too, is uh, Congress mandating so many miles per gallon. So what they've done is made, they've turned steel cars into plastic cars. Well, it's going back to a previous point, was it the, the previous recording, talking about the relentless chasing of efficiency. There's so much chasing of efficiency that we're past efficiency into the danger area. Uh, yes, stupidity, the danger area. We're into inefficiency because there's been so much push for efficiency that if the, the slightest thing has a hiccup or goes wrong, then your efficiency goes out the window. And then where are you? Well, like with the, um, the just-in-time. Just-in-time is great if you have a perfect supply system, but who's got one of those? And you know, I was talking to somebody from Land's End many, many years ago. Ten. Which is a long time if you're 11. But if you're 67, it's not that many. It's many, many years. Actually, that I, I had I had left Land's End. But, oh, goodness. Well, maybe was, it was 12 then. How many so, years ago was it? Uh, let me see. Land's End and I parted company, I want to say, in 2006. Okay, so maybe it was 20 years ago. Talking about uh, sales at Land's End, getting closer and closer and closer to Christmas. Now, every person in the world, normal, abnormal, subnormal, and anything in between, knows that Christmas is December 25th. Why can't they get that into their heads that this is Christmas, December 25th. And they come in, I can't believe Christmas is here. And it's the 21st, the 22nd. And I ordered something from Amazon and they told me I was not gonna get it until January. I go, oh, you poor thing, what can we help you with? <laughs> closer and closer every year. They probably ordered it, you know, like uh, five minutes before they walked into the store. So I said, did you cancel? Oh, no, I didn't. He says, well, you better. <laughs> because obviously this is what you want. And I'll gift wrap it free. <gasps> you will. That'll save me a job. And I have to bake and I have to organize. Well, hello, welcome to my world. We have the same things going on. Yeah, every, every year that I worked at Land's End, um, the, the comment was that peak is... Peak started later. So, of course, Land's End has the peak season, and which is the, the build-up to, to Christmas. Right. And they have different peaks. So, for instance, my daughters have been working in uh, the monogramming area, and they have a, a back-to-school peak, which obviously leads up to September. So, was that... This year, such a peak. Um, slightly less, but but 
still busier than they were expecting it was going to be with the And I need to flyers. interrupt you for just a second because in Madison and Verona, some schools are going virtual. Now, our little Catholic school, all of a sudden they have people from Verona and Mount Horb coming to Dodge Hill for their education. Interesting. Yes. Uh, well, the Dane County, I don't know, you know, the county board or whoever it was, uh, declared that uh, all schools had to be virtual. And I think they had like, they gave the schools like six days notice. It was, it was typical, bizarre Dane County bureaucracy. Bureaucracy works well when you have to mandate. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, our idea is so good you have to, you have to mandate them. Yes. But yeah. when it comes the other way around, back to the citizen, it takes forever. I guess political. I can't get into that. <laughs> I'm ranting again. Maybe we should have Diamond and Silk on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are just hilarious. They talk fast, and it seems like one's trying to interrupt the other one, and they're both talking about the same thing. And then. They're kind of like us. They're off on tangents. <laughs> oh, we definitely do that. Yeah. I think we just decided, okay, we'll just talk about something and we'll let you come up with the title of a that That's series. pretty much what I do. Like, well, what an, which of the many different things that we touched on shall I, shall I title this after? Yeah. So. We haven't seen any bats yet today. Uh, it's still a little early yet. It's Is it? just... Uh, it's, just approaching the end of golden hour. The bats usually don't come out until we're in well into blue. I was thinking it's, it can't be it's not dark enough yet. Because they gotta cover a fur on them. Yeah. Did you know that there's a, a one of the largest colonies of bats in Wisconsin at Governor Dodge State Park? Uh, it's called the Bat Cave. Yes, I've heard of the Bat Cave, and not the Batman and Robin. Well, Bat yes, Cave yes, in yeah. Gotham City. Not yes, Bill, I knew that. Okay, just want to make sure. Uh, but the cave is actually closed right now because of COVID concerns. Because Peter and I went for a walk in the the park the other day, and we walked towards the cave, and we got real close to it. We got down to there's a the last phase of walking to the cave is like a single trail path through the woods. Do they have cameras? Uh, no, but uh, Peter was kind of tired and whiny at that point, so we, we turned around and went back. But plus, plus the sign, yeah, <laughs> plus the sign said that the the cave was closed, and and that yeah, that's fine. That's uh, the same uh, trail that has the cemetery on it. Did you visit uh, that? Yes, it does have the cemetery. Um, I visited it before, so we didn't actually step off the trail and go and look at it. It's pretty cool up there. There's, what, probably 20 grave sites up there, 20 headstones. Yeah. And they're all that, that sandstone, and they're really hard to see. But I think the, the prerequisite to be buried there is you had to die before, like, 1889 or something. I see. Well, I think it, I think it was pre-existing before the the land was uh, set aside for use as a state park. It used to be Crazy Larson's farm. That's what Bob Campbell told me. Okay. I was supposed to do my research and find out why is it Crazy Larson's? 
I don't know if there's anybody old enough in town to tell me that. That may be true. So anyway. There you were in the Batcave. Uh, not quite in the Batcave. We we went. We were close to the Batcave, and then we turned around and walked back. Next so. year, I'm going to have to visit the Batcave. Because I, I wanted, I wanted to see it. I wanted. I knew. I knew the cave was closed to the public, but I wanted to at least get close enough that I could see it and go, okay, yeah, cool. And then, and then go back. But but Peter was extra whiny, and so sort of like, oh, we'll just go back now. Yeah. It was a nice walk, though. It, you know that trail has a beautiful view of the lake. It does. The, the, fact, the trails at Governor Dodge are, are really quite nice. They are. They, 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 do, they do a good job with the trails, and they keep them well mowed and maintained. And they're safe. Except when you're walking along the creek, when a three-and-a-half-year-old wants to go and touch the water, <laughs> and then you have a six-and-a-half-year-old girl wanting to catch frogs, which I'm very proud of. Yeah, I saw a picture of her with a, a frog on Facebook. Yeah, one of you had posted frog that. Frogging, just like two blocks from your house. Yeah, those frogs. She was holding a frog was like a foot long. But yeah, I would not have. I Smile, would not have held that. Holding the frog. Grandma Lisa asked her if she kissed the frog. No, Grandma. Yeah. Not a prince. <laughs> She's too young for princes anyway. Well, she seems to like Peter. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a prince. <laughs> and Lily's a frog lover. But uh, we went frogging the last time we were there. When was that? Oh, Wednesday on my birthday. They take uh, a you know, fish pole and cast it out uh, with a little plastic frog on it. And they just kind of hop it along the top of the water. And they just grab it and pull it in. It was just funny watching the kids chase the frogs. Hmm. Trying to grab the frog. You know, the frog is swinging back and forth on the <gasps> fish line. And they're grabbing at it. <laughs> I got him. I got that. Okay. So Dad takes him off the hook. And they smile. And Lisa's heading toward the other direction. Yeah, I'm not much of a one for, for fishing. And I'm certainly not one for frogs. Uh, I remember... My, my dad would fish a little bit, saltwater fishing, uh, back when I was younger. And I didn't fish, but I'd go along with him because it, it was just fun. And we were down on the, the rocks, and I'd go scrambling over the rocks looking under the seaweed for, for the little crabs. They, they were, like, that big, and they'd catch them, and they, they, couldn't, they couldn't nip you or anything. But it was just yeah, fun like to catch them. Yeah, like around here. Uh, well, I suppose, yeah, I, I haven't. Draw it in. Yeah, uh, and so I would, I would find those, and that was, that was fun, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I'd get real excited about frogs. They don't bother me. You know what sound I deeply miss is when Lisa's parents had a place in the country. It was around some lakes and. I would hear the loons. So this last summer when we were at... There was plenty of loons in Madison. 
Oh, wait, was that political? That's political. Okay, sorry. There's a lot of... Do I need to put a warning on this episode? This episode may include the occasional political comment. I think think our our listeners are pretty well tuned up to us, even though we don't talk about it. Because you get the emails and I won't. You're you're the pastor, you've got to make the excuses. Uh. Yeah. What were they just talking about? Loons. 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 Yeah, yeah. Hence the association in my head with Madison. Calls people loons. Uh, anyway, I just love the the whistle of the loons. So when I was up north with Lisa at Lisa's brother's. Up north. You up don't pronounce the H. Up north. No, this is in Minnesota. Oh, okay. Well, they're funny there. Uh, well, was that uh, political? Oh, no, absolutely not. It's truth. <laughs> <laughs> And they're fun to be with. Well, there I bought this loon whistle for fifteen dollars. It's, it's like these spring things you use to increase your chest muscles. Oh, okay. Okay, but mm-hmm. it's got this disc on it, and it sounds like the loon. Oh, Keep really? Wow. <laughs> I'll pull it out the next. Yeah, do that. Next podcast. We'll start out that way. We'll tell everybody we're at some lake in northern Minnesota. We'll be in the backyard on Iowa, or on Valley, or not Valley Street, whatever, the Fountain Street. Wow, get, get your street right there. I know, there's so many in Dodge, well, at least three of them. Iowa, Fountain, Valley. You know, I came up with the streets I had my business on, Iowa Street. Lisa and I lived on Iowa, Valley Street, and now we're on Fountain Street. We started out on... Washington, and then moved oh, here yeah, to. Oh yeah, you're on the north. That's that's the ritzy side of town. Well, I don't know about that, but okay, over by the elementary school. Yes. And now, now we're here. Nice neighborhood. I see Bob Metcalf's out there watering his plants. Oh, Bob! Podcasting, you want to come over and say a word? He's just laughed, folks. Next time, we'll get him over here. Bob's a Dodgeville lifer. Yes. Yeah, you should uh, should drag him over. Well, he'll come over. He'll say, "What? You want me to be in your podcast? I got nothing to say." Is what I'm saying. It says, "Bob." We put a quarter in you, and you will not shut up. <laughs> it's kind of like Phil. Yeah. I don't think he even needed the quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a nickel, like a Nickelodeon. <laughs> Burroughs is the same way that one time he was talking about Chris Farley. Yeah. Sometimes you, you know, I, I, I worry with, with guests after we had, uh, what was our, oh... Having a brain burp, our first guest. Schulte? Schulte. It took a while to get him to, to talk up, speak up. Yeah. But then. Uh, Once he got going. But then our other guests have, have just dived right in and. The way they go. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. It's not like you're looking at it. Just, just tell me you got a face for the radio. <laughs> you got a face for a podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. 
You notice as we look to the north, we see that one dead branch. And the is that still bothering you? You know what it looks like? It looks like a creepy old hand of <laughs> something evil in a Disney cartoon coming down on us. You have way too much time to think. <laughs> no, but, no, I've always been sitting in the same chair when we podcast, and I look in that direction. Well, maybe we should set the chairs on the other side next well, we time. we couldn't because the wind was, would have blown oh, okay. smoke. But we're tough. We can handle that. Yeah, but then I go into the house and Lisa says, you smell like a bonfire. I said, well, yeah, I do. Worst things you can smell of. Yeah, it is true. Fall in the cow manure. Fall in the, the manure spreader. That would be worse. Yes. Barn clothes. I have to admire those, those farmers. Oh, man. They get up early in the morning and they work till the sun goes down, plus beyond that. And those people, they are like on the school board. They have organizations. They just never, ever, ever stop. Commendable people. Very much so. They don't have a normal life. Nope. And if you uh, milk cows, you're working seven days a week. Cows don't know what a weekend is. <laughs> no, they don't. My dad was one of those when I was very young. Then he sold the farm and, and the herd to his brother. So it stayed in the family. And then his brother sold it to his son, so it's still in the family. So that farm has been in the family generation, you know, three, four generations now. And that's pretty cool. That is wonderful. Because you, you hear of people selling their farms to these large corporations and the, you know, they start building these mega farms. and yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Again, chasing efficiency, but you don't always, you don't always get the efficiency. Sometimes you, you get so efficient, you fall on your face and you get a bloody nose. And, yeah. And everything falls apart. Yeah, because yeah, all, all of your new efficiencies are, are based on assuming that everything's going to go well. And that's well, that's never a good assumption. And there's no wiggle room. Uh, exactly. I like wiggle room. It's, well, it's vital. <laughs> it's, it's more than vital. It's uh, ease of mind. Well, that as well. You know, that's why I got into the screen printing business, because I was so tired of having to either make or break a business in the last 20 days of the year. Yeah. You know, you'll have your, your bump at Thanksgiving, and then that first week of December, not so much. And then it explodes. And I remember when Land, Gary Comer owned Land's End and the Land's End bonuses came out. Mm. The entire area of Dodgeville exploded with shopping excitement. Everybody was happy. Everybody had money. The economy was great. And then 
Gary Kohler sold it to whoever bought it. Sears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Kmart. <laughs> and we know where they are. Uh, and so, I think one year after Gary Kohler sold, and they still got their bonuses. After that, the bonuses went into the second quarter of the year, I believe. So the books would look better. Mm. You know, you hear all these stories, and that yeah. could be just a you know a, a fallacy. But that's why. And this was how many years ago? But you know, Gary wanted out, and his kids didn't want to take it over. I mean, how could they afford something like that? Gary built a dynasty, and then he went public, and then he had to keep everybody happy. Yeah. Oh. He, Gary was so good to Dodgeville. So good. Built the pool. Um, he sent seventh graders on an overnight trip to Chicago. Paid for everything. The entire seventh grade class in chaperones. Wow. One chaperone for four people. Overnight. Buses. Uh, just the tolls. The the admission to we went to the the Sears was the Sears Tower, uh, both museums. I think we go to the we didn't go to the aquarium. Natural science and uh, the science and industry and the field museum. Okay. Phenomenal, phenomenal trip. Meals. Paid for everything. What a great guy. I don't know how many computers he donated to the school. He got, you know, they were outdated at Land's End. They couldn't use them because they weren't efficient enough, as we talked about previously. Gary gave them to the schools. So, so good for Dodgeville. Made my donations look like three cents. <laughs> That's very nice. You hear the dog starting to bark. They want a little attention, don't they? <laughs> I think so. The crickets are cricketing. Yes, they're chiming in. Chirping. What? What? What's the right word? Chirp. 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 Yes. You know, we used to get crickets in the store this time of year. I always hate at the end of August because those little things would get in and they're probably a half inch long. And I would hear one and then you have to listen very closely because it sounds, you know, when they chirp, it would seem like they would chirp five feet from where they were. Yes. You have to chirp, you know, listen to the chirp and keep an eye out for them and then, you know, tap a few things and then they jump out. Step on a boom, done. Gotcha. You're out of my life. <laughs> Pick him up with the Kleenex and throw him in the garbage. Can you tell how much I like crickets? I was I was picking up on that. I was feeling the love. But you know what? I got all kinds of love for him now. <laughs> I I generally am fairly loving towards uh, the animals in nature as long as they stay on the outside of my house. They belong in the outside and not the inside. Yes. Especially in the winter when mice start coming. 
bats are another thing. Governor Dodge can have its bat cave. If I hit see a bat, I am not going to capture it and take it out to the bat cave. We have it's bats. Good. We have bats in our belfry at the church. You want me to come up there with my tennis racket that I no, never use unless I'm, I'm hunting for bats? I'm fine with them staying in the belfry. It's when they come down to start uh, flying around in other parts of the, the church I you get upset. You don't want them shrieking, do you? Uh, your, your personals. personals not, not thankfully, we've never had a bat flying around in the church during a service. You know what a bat sounds like? It's got a very high squeak. Yeah, well, I'm old enough now that I can't hear the high pitch sounds. So if I blew a dog whistle... I probably would not hear it, no. No. Too much of that hard rock. Oh, quite a bit of that. I think I I may have told you this one time, but there was... uh, On one of the the geeky websites I follow, they they had a a link to a YouTube file, which was a very high-pitched tone, and I... So I... And it was something about, you know, audio... Things. So I clicked on it and I could barely hear the tone. And Peter's like, "What's that?" <laughs> with his with his young, excellent hearing, you he could hear it. I, I I paused and said, "Do you hear it now?" No. Clicked yeah. again. Started. It. Said, "Do you hear it now?" Yeah, I hear it now. So, oh yeah, you definitely hear it. I could barely. I had to really concentrate to to try to hear it. And uh, he just like, "What's that? What's that?" <laughs> so it was quite a high. I can't remember, like 20, 24,000 hertz or something. It was fairly high. I could barely hear it. Don't even know what you're talking about with hertz. <laughs> if I get slapped by a bee, it hurts. Uh, close, close enough, Bill. Close, close enough. enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> you know, the bees are out now, too. That's why that came to mind. I hadn't seen a bee in a while. You must not be sweet enough. Hello, Jim. Hi, you guys are in the middle of a podcast, so I don't want to interrupt. Oh, well, that's fine. We're we're just... Jim, it won't take me much effort to get a chair and you can join us. Well, we're out for a walk and I got a crazy girl that's a little schizophrenic here, so... Okay. Beautiful dog. Thank you. It's got got short legs, so uh, now you got to walk quite fast. Well, they're not as short as they look. She's just got a lot of hair. Well, they're shorter than yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's a little... Her mind just goes 100 miles an hour all the time. I, I hear you. Well, a pleasure to see you. You as well. I wanted to apologize when I ran into you a quick trip. I was just very short on time, and it was... Oh, no, I, I understand. And, and I had stuff to do where I would have stopped down at the store and said hello. But, uh, no, so, well, good to see you. Thank you for, for stopping by. If you If you won't... Sit and join us. It's at least a pleasure to have seen you. Maybe one of these times uh, when you're going to have your uh, your uh, fire pit chats, um, I, I'll come down without a crazy dog. So. Oh, we'd like that. <laughs> Trying to get Bob Metcalf over there in the gray house to that'd come be, over too. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, you can come and you can come and tell us stories. Talk uh, about of your past. I've got plenty of stories. I'm not oh. sure if I have any facts, but I got plenty. Well, that's always fun to hear stories. We, we have no we have no problems with being fact free on this podcast. <laughs> Nor yeah. random. Oh, we're we're very good at random. Yeah, <laughs> probably the best couple of random people you're ever going to find on the planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We uh, we've taken random to an art form. Yeah. <laughs> we've already taken normal out of the dictionary tonight. <laughs> All 
right, well, I'm going to go back to my wife. Nice seeing you. All right, good to see you, nice too. Nice meeting you. Yeah. Now I'm going to fight with this non-normal fire. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bedding down nicely there, which is, oh, man, which oh, is man. good. How are you doing? You could cook a pot of stew on this baby now. Look at those coals. Folks, they are bright orange, and they are at least 30 inches in diameter. You got to get an upper view. I, I, shall, I shall get a picture of these. We could make oh, cowboy okay. stew on that. We could look at that. Oh, very good. Boys from Rawhide would like that. Clint <laughs> Eastwood was in Rawhide. Uh, you know, I believe you're right. I know I'm right. Well, of course you're right, Bill. Well, as far as Clint Eastwood, I know I'm right. <laughs> Clint got into politics a little bit. I think he was a little bit mayor of uh, Burbank. Carmel. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Well, see, so you know more about him than me. Well, I know. I know but... he was in the Good, Bad, the Ugly. He was a mean guy and smoked a cigar. <laughs> and nobody messed with Clint. Nor did they mess with Dirty Harry. Clint. No, definitely shouldn't mess with Dirty Harry. How many bullets do I have left? <laughs> do you feel lucky? <laughs> that was just like the best. Make my day. Loved it. Well, that was back in the 70s. Yeah, well, you can make movies like that. I don't know if you can make them like that anymore. That would be far too politically You're incorrect. Political. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, we may need to put a warning on this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you could call it. <laughs> Trying hard not to be political. Is your dad going to give you a hard time? Probably not. Well, you're too far away to spank. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Boy, we are getting down to the, the best wood. Look at the flame on that. It's good. You know, this is, I feel, the best time of year for me. Well, autumn has always been my favorite season. Mine too. You know, when I was in high school, our high school had Saturday afternoon football games where what we were a Jesuit private school. Two o'clock games. And that was just great fun, you know. The build-up to the game, we'd have pep rallies Friday nights and uh, away games, we'd have buses that would go to the games. Great fun, just great fun. You know, you're living with guys for four years, you get to know them. And the fact that at the end of the month, we're going to have a reunion in Ferdy Sheen. And uh -huh. I, you know, one bad, sad thing is one of the guys I knew passed away this last week from cancer. Oh. Six year bout with cancer. Thomas F. Ross lived in the Colorado area. I, I don't know if it was Denver or where, but uh, good guy. Uh, we didn't do a lot together, but you know, when you're living with like a hundred guys in your class for four years, you, you get to know them. And 
you respect them. Always say hi, chat, help each other out if you need it. Just a nice, nice, nice guy. You talk to him about anything. And, uh, no longer with us. So it's important. It's important to get to, to these people. And you know, that's why I brought this thing up about Facebook. There's other people on Facebook that I went to, to camping with that I've never seen anything about them. I go to their page and there's posts that they've made and never seen. Yeah. Well, what you probably need to do then is you need to go and like a couple of their posts so the algorithm will go, oh, oh, I need I need yeah. to show Bill this person. Algorithm crap. <laughs> now, now, Bill. No, it's, that's that's an easy thing. You can't beat that one out. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Um, I remember one of my best friends, Jay Shaven from Dunlap, Iowa. He said to me, Last year, he left camping when he was a sophomore to play football in Dunlap, Iowa. Then he got in trouble and couldn't play football. He said his dad should have kicked him in the backside so hard he would have lost, would have went as, up as far as his knee. And I said, you know, Jay, doesn't matter now because we're here together. You come back every year. I'm here. And this is what it's all about. And we will get to visit each other. He said, yeah, you're right. And he'll be there again at the end of the end, end of September. So I have to, first of all, I have to tell Lisa about this. So everybody in the world is going to know about Lisa. So I don't care. <laughs> Isn't that what marriage is about for, after being married for 38 years? Yeah. You know, she's on the phone right now with somebody, probably your sister, Donna. And Who she hasn't talked to since yesterday, probably. Probably maybe this afternoon or this morning. <laughs> but isn't that the great thing about cell phones? You can text each other a thought or this or that, and they, they are they are very that. useful when you when you make it. Well, they have like a, the sister thread, and I finally figured out what a thread is, where you text one sister, and then they all know what something is, and then the next yeah. thing you know it. <laughs> The cell phones, ding, 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 ding. Everybody's got an opinion, and this it's not like they just like three or four words. It's a composition. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then they have to sit and look at it and figure out, okay, now why is it that when you text, <laughs> it never comes in the order you text? Oh, that's uh It's not an algorithm or whatever the thing is. Algorithm, algorithm. I think it depends on, on what you're sending it through. Um, some some phones, because I think texts uh, like 140 characters, and so when you get past 140 characters, it it goes it, to the next. It it sends them. Some of them send it in a big chunk, and some of them send split it up and, and send it, and they don't always it's random. get there and. In the guaranteed order, yes. Yeah. So my so my friend William, who doesn't have Facebook, and he he only he only texts me. Uh, sometimes you know my phone will explode because he'll type a big long text, you know, updating me what he's been up to, and then uh, my phone will explode, and I'll have four or five 
texts, which are just from one text, but it's somehow it got split up and on its way to me, and then they they arrive in random order. So then I get to play the which which piece goes with which game. Well, you you start to read. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So then you kind of go down and you start scanning things. Yep. Yeah, I've gotten those too. Well, yeah, it was uh, a week ago. We're in Lansing, and the sister Lisa's sister thread was making all kinds of racket. And Andy <laughs> looked at Lisa and said, "What is that?" And she calmly looked at, well, Andy calmly looked at Lisa and said, "What is that?" And Lisa looked at Andy and said, "It's the sisters." And he just said, "Oh, <laughs> he knows." Yeah. He's seen the sisters, met the sisters. He knows that they can't she, they can't summarize. You know, and that's a female thing because I saw statistics <laughs> where a female will Okay, this say, is not political, but you might be getting in a lot of trouble here. Well, I don't care. Okay. But this is true. This is true. This is like the twenty five thousand words a female will speak compared to ten thousand for a man. When I yes. talk to my brothers it's very short, very short conversations. Right to the point, facts, bumped up. Yes. Ask a question, yes or no? No, I get an explanation on why. No, I just want to know why it's yes or no. I don't care. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when my wife tells me something, she doesn't tell me the information. She regales me with a story about the information. Yeah, um, see, now you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, well, so I just quietly wait for the point of the whole conversation to come up so I so I get the answer. You're a much more patient man than I. Uh, Not that I don't have the time to listen. I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, well men and women are so incredibly different. It's it's hilarious. The Lord has a sense of humor because he said, "Okay, let me make two two versions of these humans." And make them as different as possible, but make them like each other. And oh, this is going to be hilarious! And then we're going to hope for the best. Yeah, it, it's it's hilarious. But being a pastor, you have to be political about it. <laughs> According no. it, it, as far as male and female. No. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I'm politically incorrect. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry, marriage is one man plus one woman. Well. Yeah, I agree with that. They so can have I, bonds or unions. I, uh, but I, don't I get plenty of opportunity to say politically incorrect things. Yeah, oh yeah. That's why we love you, love you, Simon. <laughs> uh, but you know what, when I coached, one of the first things out of my mouth at the parent meeting with their student athletes is I am not politically correct and I am old school. And then I had their attention. I think the parents probably thought I was going to coach them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We've been rambling on and on and on about nonsense. True nonsense, though. Yes, and how unlike us random <laughs> yeah the last yeah we lot. need we need to get Jim to come and uh, join in I think I asked him once and so what does Jim do 
Jim works at Land's End. He uh, crunches numbers. An accountant? Not an accountant, but he he, he kind of reporting and uh, so he crunches numbers. Deals with statistics and probability and that kind of stuff. Percentages. Amongst other things. Yes. And and reports on how things went and, and probably projections as well. So so that's what he does. Uh, but how far away does he live? At the bottom of the street. They oh. run the, the the paint store? He and his wife run the, the paint store oh. down there. Oh, sure. You know, I looked at him and I knew, yeah, okay. I haven't been to the paint store in a long time. But Lisa's the one that goes there. Unless yeah. it's one of these things. Well, uh, Phil, could you do me a favor? Oh, I'd be more than happy to. <laughs> Since I'm retired, I get all kinds of time to do favors. Unless I'm busy laying the hammock. And that should never be interrupted. Well, it is. I have to go to the paint store. And it doesn't bother me if she's painting and I'm not. It doesn't bother me if my wife's painting and I'm not either. It may bother her, but it doesn't bother me. She, she likes painting, and so uh, normally she'll invite her dad to come help her painting. So. But that, if my daughter Kelsey or Christy would ask me to come paint, I would. Well, he likes painting, so they, they oh, both okay. like painting, and then they get their, their father-daughter time, and, and it's all good, and... Well, that's the thing. It would be father-daughter time, and and and, like pa- and and they like painting as well. So they, so it's it's a twofer for them. Yeah, good. For, that's a bonus. Yeah. So when they were painting down at the church uh, earlier this this year, they, you know, I I got dragged in to paint some of the things that were high up that were, diff- you know. So I painted the ceiling or two because. Oh, so you were being a Michelangelo. Uh, not quite. <laughs> Not quite. Um, just splatted a lot of white paint on it and, so until it all looked covered. Uh, I got white paint everywhere. Uh, hair, face, clothes. Glasses, clothes, yeah, everything, glasses. yeah, yeah. The thing about paint, it comes off glasses easily. Thankfully. Thankfully, yes. I don't like painting at all. That's why I wanted the house sided. Yeah. So I would not have to do that again in my life. Well, Pastor, this 67-year-old guy is getting tired. You fading out on me, Bill? Yeah, I'm starting to fade a little bit. Plus, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you do you, do you want me to edit that out? <laughs> no, you don't have to. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want to sing a song, I'll be right back. Or we could sign off for the next exciting episode. Let's, let's do that. So. so, dear listener, it's been fun. Wish you could be here. The fire is dying down beautifully. It was a work of art. You did well, Bill. You Thank did you well. very much. Well, the Lord gave us the logs and the time to have it dry out. And we had some great coals that you will see on our Facebook page. Uh, yes. And so with that, we are out. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us. 